Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. Denise and I are very excited about today's guest, Stephanie German. Stephanie is the first author that we are interviewing on our podcast. In 2019, she wrote and published a best-selling business leadership book, So Your Boss Can't Lead. She is also an executive strategist with German Business Consulting and an adjunct professor at Fresno Pacific University. When Stephanie is not coaching clients on ways to have a more efficient business, she enjoys a nice glass of wine, hangs out with her family. She enjoys spending time with her friends. That's very, um, you know, conducive to D- Denise and, and my life as well. Uh, mm-hmm. She loves to go to the beach or to the mountains and she can get lost in any book while her children are running around like, you know, the crazy kids that they are while she ignores them enjoying her wine. Um, A few years ago, she had a midlife career pivot, uh, which came earlier than really the midlife, but she decided that life is too short, which I would always say is like a good motto to do a job that she is unhappy with. And I can totally attest to that. Uh, And that was based on some life circumstances and having an understanding that life is short and time is a resource that we never get back. So she decided to pave her own way. And we're very, very excited, as I shared a little bit ago, to have Stephanie join us behind the mic. So Stephanie, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. We're so excited. And Stephanie, is it's even more exciting. We get to talk to you. I mean, Amy and Stephanie met through networking, right? How did you guys do that? (laughs) So... (laughs) We both chuckle because I like stalked her in a way that I didn't mean to actually like stalk her. So I had been approached by a company via LinkedIn um, when I start, when I set off to start A2 and it was a company that like helps you really like find lead sources through LinkedIn. Would you say that's correct, Stephanie? And a process. A process yeah. and helps you put together processes for so basically like you can set it and forget it. And after I got off the phone with the woman that was selling me, I was doing some research on this company. I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna like potentially invest money in this, I'd like to, you know, connect with people that have used mm-hmm. their services before. Well, unbeknownst to me, as I was researching the name of this company. I stumbled across a rather unfortunate review that Stephanie had posted on maybe their Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Basically mm-hmm. being like, stop, reverse, do not do this. And so I reached out to her and we have just kind of stayed in contact since then. And we talked about what she got herself into and how she was trying to get herself out of it. So (laughs) I learned from her not to invest in this company uh, in terms of my time and resource. Um, I'm sorry that she was the guinea pig, but it brought us to where we are today with her being a guest on our show. So welcome, welcome. And I, yes, it was, it's a funny story. Um, I still laugh about it now even though I'm still trying to get everything rectified, that's okay. But Amy's not the only one I have saved from my very factual um, review of the company and what took place. So that just goes to show the power of, of networking, really. I mean, Amy reached out to you proactively. You were in an online forum, right? Networking in a sense, right? And, you know, fortunate. Lee, you, uh, you know, had a bad experience with this particular service, but I mean, I just share that because I thought it was so, it was such a great story that you took the time, Stephanie, to talk to Amy. And then, you know, we talked for a while, we got on the phone and we just like, we just 
which you'll see the three of us today, we could just like chat, chat, chat. But yeah. yes, Denise and I mean, and I remember you hung up and you called me and you're like, oh, I just learned about, you know, you know, all the pitfalls of that service. And I was like, yeah, I kind of had a feeling. And she's like, and the woman was from Fresno. And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah, look her up. Cause Amy knows I'm from Fresno. We're neighbors, listeners just to remember we're Amy and I were neighbors in Glenview. We lived like five townhouses down. We met each other at a mailbox, you know, the namesake <laughs> of this podcast, uh, but to have a Fresno connection, which is kind of unique. And um, I mean, we know one or two people, well, we know like someone close to me in common, but I mean, it's so interesting that our past brought us here, right? And, and you know, so anyway, so I just, I find that I shared that because it's like a great networking story, but also probably Stephanie, something about, you know, the pitfalls, or, you know, the highs and the lows of, um, of having your own business, right? So, um, and I think, you know, you mentioned in your bio that you're a problem solver, right? From an early age, and we can see that, right? In, in what you were sharing online, right? You're trying to solve a future problem, right? Or prevent those. So, <laughs> yes. Um, We'd love for you to tell us your story and share how you got into business coaching or writing and tell us a bit about your business, uh, German business consulting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my husband jokes that he can't take me anywhere because I, we go somewhere, we're talking like a restaurant business and like, I just see the problems. It's like, <laughs> where's Waldo? Except I don't have a problem finding Waldo. He's right there. Um, and you know, that might sound weird and, you know, but the reality is I can go into a situation, um, and just see how there can be small tweaks and what's happening to really make the customer experience better. Or the flip side of that is the employee experience better, right? Mm -hmm. Businesses, if you're not a solopreneur, you have employees mm -hmm. and, and there are ways to help, um, keep them long-term because right. That digs into your profit. So we'll talk about more of that later. Um, and, you know, I like to say that I kind of stumbled upon what I'm doing now. I was one of those kids that I really wasn't sure what I was going to do when I grew up. There are some people that are like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be this and that. And I was like, I'm going to be oh, something. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I just like looking at all the things I did. So I you know, worked in the restaurant industry, undergrad was in political science. So I worked at a lobbying firm in Washington, D.C. I worked for nonprofit, local government, and just really, you know, saw the ins and outs of how businesses worked and supervised people and just continued to see this disconnect. And I was like, why does this, not everywhere, but 90% of the places why does it look like this? Does it have to look like this? What could be changed? And um, so was, I would always ask questions, which honestly, um, I joke, my daughter likes to ask questions all the time and it's very tiring, but I'm like, she's me because I ask my bosses questions all the time. And they were probably like, she ever going to stop talking? But it was always to like improve systems, right? Like could we do it better this way? Or have we thought about this? And, you know, we've all heard the, well, we do it this way because we've always done it because it's easy. It's comfortable. Right. Um, so along with just like processes, and I realized that individuals were being promoted into management leadership positions and they didn't have an actual understanding of how to actually interact with people. Um, you know, I, empathy is not a strong suit of mine, but I still have an understanding that everyone's different and you have to figure out what motivates people and what their strengths are because um, it's beneficial for them and then the company as a whole. And it's like these people in these leadership positions weren't seeing that and it bothered me. But again, some instances I could say something, some I couldn't. Um but I, I went back to school um, and got my master's in organizational leadership with an emphasis in executive coaching and mentoring. And it was really during that time, and this is back in 2011, 12, um, that uh, I realized, oh, there's there are other ways that I can take my talents and my strengths and, and be fulfilled and help others. Um, you know, really this idea of business consulting, um, business coaching, really, but then more into um, uh, or organizations like as a whole, right? It wasn't just leadership um, development. And so initially, though, that was really my passion is I'm like, let's change the world through leadership, good leadership. Um, 
hence um, the book, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I soon found in conversations with um, with business owners that everything in an organization is interconnected. We don't think yep. of it that way, but um, a lot of times there, a business owner would say, hey, we're having this problem. It looks like this. Let's solve it. But that wasn't the thing to be solved. That was the symptom of a different issue. And so it wasn't just looking at maybe the productivity of the employee, but it was looking at the processes and the clarity around what uh, what is the business entails. So um, yeah, kind of just, that's kind of how I ended up where I am. And I said, Let, I'm just going to start my own business. Literally, that was, <laughs> I just said one day I was going to do it and did it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you just had that gusto and you went. I mean, you solved your problem, right? Which was like trying to figure out what to do about that. So that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, I was going to say, like, I uh, am 41 and I still, I feel like I still don't know necessarily like what I want to do. Everything is always like evolving. But I think I had the same situation coming out of school or going into college, right? It was, Amy, everybody thinks that you'd make the greatest teacher. Your mom's a teacher. You love kids. This is what you should do. And I'm like, great. I'll go to school to become a teacher because I don't know what else I want to do. And thankfully, I had a double major, education and communications, because guess what, guys? I never went on to become a teacher. <laughs> I realized very soon that I did not want to spend my life in a, in a classroom. But I do think that pieces of like what you are good for, good, good, not good for. I think that there are pieces of you that you excel at that I still utilize in my day-to-day, -day, right? In coaching, in the training. So maybe I didn't become a teacher, but I still do teach in some capacity every day. Um so. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's all, you know, I mean, that's constantly what we talk about too in career development, right? So, I mean, it's, it's great to hear, Stephanie, that your process of how you did that, right? Because then that's what I wanted to share because not everyone, you know, comes to it at the same conclusion, right? But you were really trying to solve a problem that you were seeing out there, um, not only for potential clients, but yourself, right? You wanted something that was your own, sounds like as well. Yeah. And being a business owner is so much fun and so stressful. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Um, in 2016, when I set out to start A2 Sales Marketing, I really figured that it would be easy. I've always been in like some sort of business development sales type of role and selling Groupon or selling um, digital marketing solutions or, you know, whatever it was I was, you know, uh, plush toys always seemed fairly easy in terms of like moving the product, you know, and, and finding a retailer or a small business or, or a builder, depending on my, you know, depending on the vertical that I was in. So I figured like, okay, when I set out to eight, when I set out to start a two and, um, it was because I, I saw a, a miss in the market of being able to support the operations as well as the marketing functions of small businesses. And that includes like the process development. And, um, you know, I was a little overconfident, uh, but my my first years, I do feel like really came easily to me in terms of like, I had a longstanding client. I got hired by one of my clients, you know, full time, but I really didn't put like the effort into you know, developing a, a a book, right? A business that or an email list or any of those things that I could go back to when times were tougher um, or more tough. So looking for new clients, spending time building the processes around the growth of my business, I would say is something that I've struggled with as well. You know, and I think it's often easier for me to find those misses in other people's businesses than it is in my own. Does that make sense? Yes. Cause we're, it's our, it's our own blind spots, yes. right? It's, mm -hmm. it's easy to be on the outside looking in at the fishbowl um, and Correct. see if someone else could do something better, but like taking the time on our own business, right? I, I, my mantra is work uh, not just in your business, but on your business. And like, I always say have, that we have to do that also. 
right? To sustain our own businesses. And um, I always say, if, if I'm not modeling and doing what I'm telling clients to do, then uh, I have no business, you know, telling them to do X, Y, and Z because I'm not doing it, right? Um, so, yeah. Um, I saw you just posted about that this week, actually, on LinkedIn, Stephanie, just just yeah. that, right? Like, you know, <laughs> that self-awareness post, right? And if you're not self-aware, so yeah, that's really interesting. So she's, guys, listen, she walks the walk and talks the talk on the social media too, so. Yes, yes. And I will say that, you know, I'm very aware that um, my social needs some, up, you know, some upping, but I feel like I'm... For me personally, I'm like drained by the time I get done with my clients and midlife and, you know, helping other, you know, that I'm like, I don't have the energy. So that's something that I'm working on with myself is savings of energy for me and my business or and just me in general. Um, but coming out of the pandemic, uh, one of the things that we have kind of talked about or that we alluded to talking about earlier was you know, groups weren't really meeting to network, right? So we've been, you know, a couple years into hibernation, hibernation mode and sitting behind the computer and not getting out and talking to people. And, um, you know, that was how, you know, we joke that that's how we met, right? In terms of <laughs> yeah. that networking is 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 when I was doing some research um, and how we connect, which is very, very, very lucky, I will say. Um, but, I want to talk, um, I'm going to throw this to Denise and kind of chat about how your business has grown from networking. And then I think Denise and I can chat about what we've seen on our end and some of the things that we've started to do post-pandemic life um, with some networking as well. Yeah, exactly. So Stephanie, tell us, um, I mean, I, I see you do a lot of networking and it's some of the things you talk about a lot in your posts. Like how did you build your business through networking? Yeah. So a couple of ways, I mean, um, again, the world shut down essentially for two years. Um, and I kind of relaunched my own business, um, or reimagined it during COVID. And mm -hmm. so it's, um, so my business is like seven years old, but I also joke that it's really two years old because sure. there was a shift, right? And um, for me, I'm really big on um, relationships. Like I, the odds of me getting a cold lead and getting a client that way, it's very little, um, but that's because it has happened, which I love those. And especially when it like all works out, you're like, this yeah. is the best client ever. Mm -hmm. um, but I know um, like, with COVID, that's one of the reasons I was looking into this, you know, how do I network on LinkedIn? What What's a good process that feels good? Because I'm really big on integrity and um, we I have core values for my business, but then my life. And if it mm -hmm. doesn't fit with those core values, I, I won't, like, I won't do it, right? So um, I hate like people sliding into my DMs that feels really shady sometimes. I, I want to be I want to develop relationships with people and for them to see what that what I have to offer has value. And and even if, like I said, even if no one works with me, like there's value that I want to provide to them. Um, so really just, you know, learning to make connections on LinkedIn for um, again, whether it's for me or someone I know, I always let people know, hey, if uh, I have a really, I say, eclectic kind of network on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so if there's ever any, you know, I always tell a new connection. If there's someone you see that you like an introduction to, let me know. I, I'd be happy to connect you. Um, but then also I'm um, I'm a part of a couple different networking groups in town. And, um, you know, after we, as we came out of COVID mm -hmm. um, and started meeting in person, but um, a referral group. And so um, I... Yeah, it's tell us a little bit more about that. Not everyone knows that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you can kind of share what a referral group is, I think that'd be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Because what's funny is I didn't know what it was either. Um, I had a friend and he was like, hey, I'm a part of a referral group. You should come to it. And then it's funny, he actually never like really invited me. He's a <laughs> friend or CPA. Um, I had someone else invite me to the um, <laughs> to to it. Um, it's modeled after uh, BNI. Business Networking mm -hmm. International, yes. I've, heard which, yeah. I've heard great things about that. I've never been a part of the BNI. 
um, like with that, you pay like a thousand dollars to be mm-hmm. a part of it. And I just thought, mm, I don't really want to pay a thousand dollars for um, potential, right? There's no like right. guarantee. So with this referral group, um, we meet once a week. Um, oh. It's an hour. Oh, it's a big investment of time. You know, it is, but because um, some meet every other week, but okay. it's about relationship, right? Yeah. I've been in relationships with these people for um, basically two years, year and a half. And um, it's one person per industry, right? So there's never going to be another business coach. We have one real estate agent that does a residential. So we could have a commercial real estate agent. We have one uh, insurance agent. We have one solar guy. We have one, right? Mm-hmm. One uh, person per industry. So there's not competition. And the idea is to build up a referral army. So when I hear someone that has a need, um, an insurance need, I can say, hey, he- here is Camelia. She's my agent. She actually is my agent now. She's incredible. Um, she's going to, she'll help you out. Right. And it's, it's getting their information to the person and it's, it's helping build everyone's business. Right. And, and it really is that idea of giving, you have to give, uh, before you get to gain in a lot of these situations, right. because you have to build the relationship. So, sure. um, so yeah, that started off on Zoom and then they'd been meeting though for eight years, right? People cycle in mm. and out. Um, so we've been in person for about a year and a half, two years now. And, um, but it's great because they're, yeah. some of them are friends now, yep. you know, they're not just people I refer business to. I I know about their kids. I know about their spouses. I know what vacations they're taking. doesn't mean I'm friends with everyone in the group, but mm-hmm. But it's easy um, to want to get business for them because and your I referral and your referral group has become a community of of, of sorts to yep. you, which is which is awesome. And a community is a group of people that are going to support one another, one another, and they're going to engage on your social posts, and they're going to cheerlead for you, and they're going to share, you know, they're going to share your posts or your emails, and they're going to be the ones that are, you know rubbing your back in the corner, you know, ready to, ready to help. And I think there's also a level of trust, correct. That the people in your group have developed for one another. And I, that's, that's, that's really awesome. And I, and I, I pivot that to your growth utilizing like LinkedIn specifically, because I see you a lot on LinkedIn, um, to continue to nurture that community with the information that you put out and the stories that you share. It's valuable information about business. It's not buy from me, right? That's where I think a lot of business owners get, or even, you know, people that are out just promoting is that it's, it's, it's about me. It's not about you. It's about what we could do together to help grow your business and su- and support one another, um, which is awesome. And so I'm glad that you found that, found that group. Um, yeah, so I heard like, you know, I heard like the business offline, you know, idea opportunities and network off offline mark networking is not dead. You guys. I mean, I think it's going to make a huge comeback, right. In terms of like the human is, still relevant in the process, right? And I, I mean, I know there's been creative ways in the pandemic, but coming out of that, especially potentially in smaller markets like Fresno, right? I mean, what did it, what is it like, Stephanie, to start a business or to you know grow a business in a smaller market? Amy and I coming from, you know, larger markets like, you know, Southern California, Los Angeles, Orange County, Amy's in Glenview, like, you know, North Shore of, of Chicago, Chicago, one of the largest, yeah, one of the largest, yeah. uh, you know, business networks in the world. So, but you're from Fresno and I know a little bit about Fresno. So why don't you share some of those? I mean, this sounds like a referral group is one. I see you active in a lot of other organizations. Please share some of that for our listeners, like in case they're in a small market. Yeah, absolutely. So one, um, one of the things I would say networking, and I think you'd love this is, um, uh, I am a board member for the Fresno County Women's Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do a, um, uh, it's only in July and it's only for members, but it's speed networking. Mm. And it's so fun because it's literally like speed dating mm-hmm. where you just meet and you talk. It's I think it's three minutes. And mm-hmm. the idea is, um, you know, it's not like you speak for a minute and a half and you speak for a minute and a half. It's like, hey, engage in a conversation, learn about each other and see if you want 
to engage more, right? And not even necessarily for like business purposes, but I've gained friends from that. And again, I, you know, refer to them and, and all of that. But um, I think what's interesting, and it's kind of to go back to your question of like, how, uh, like, how do I find business in a smaller market? Well, Mm -hmm. one, um, I can do my business from anywhere. So that helps expand my market, right? Um, But What's interesting about Fresno is there is a ton of industry here that people just don't know about. Um, because when we think of, um, I mean, like where, you know, you you grew up and where I kind of grew up, it's just the suburbs and there's, but, you know, off the 99 out, there's, there's so much business that exists. Um, like here's a good, for instance, I uh, had a client that, um, she is a custom jewelry maker. Mm. Okay. So years ago. Good client um, to have. Good client to have. <laughs> um, years ago, she worked for a, you know, jewelry stores in town. I don't know if you remember, you remember Warner's at all. Sure, it was yeah. a big burden. Um, she worked at Warner's. You know, she always wanted to make sure people got a good deal. Well, she ended up 28 years ago starting her own jewelry business. And so I helped her put a lot of, processes and mm-hmm. like simple agreement into place. But but prior to us working together, um, the reason she does what she does is because we have one of the largest jewelry manufacturers for the United States and Canada here in town. Hmm. Who knew? I didn't know. I mean, right? Who knew? I, I didn't know. Um, and so I us being a smaller town though, word of mouth is huge. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. Know? The so networking, knowing it really is kind of who you know. I mean, that's for a job, period, right? Um, but um, I always believe again, give when I give back, I know I'm going to, um, you know, sow what I uh, reap what I sow, and so um, it's not necessarily because I I think there's, I think a lot of times our mindset is, oh my gosh, there's not a lot of clients, potential clients here. How mm-hmm. do I find them? There are so many people that need my help. They just don't know about me yet. Right. right. How do I speak to their pain point in my social media posts on LinkedIn? Um, you know, I believe in the grunt test. I want someone to go on my website and for them to be like, huh, yeah, I got to hire that person because she's speaking directly to my pain. You've read all my favorite books. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> right? that's, I mean, we're always thinking, right? We're, people are selfish. Like even yeah. me, even though I like to give back, I'm still thinking what's in it for me, right? We just yeah. It's not a, you know, it's not a charity, right? At this point. And I mean, I love what I love what you were talking about earlier when you were talking about looking at industries, right? That are, even if you're not in a large market, um, or even if you are in a large market, really, what is your market known for, right? I mean, you kind of pulled out like a hidden piece that I wasn't aware of, of Fresno. I mean, I know there's a lot of jewelers, but I had no idea there was jewelry manufacturing, right? I mean, same thing with agriculture, right? Potentially, you know, looking at different ways that the community, uh, you know, can can profit or, you know, the, the growth areas in Fresno, right? Which would be potentially agriculture. And yeah, and they were, you know, the, if you can't see us, uh, Stephanie and Amy have read the same book. Uh, so, you know, tell us about your brand or what was the... Um, Bill, it's, we, we, we were behind the scenes and I think that we're going to start actually posting our, our videos to mm-hmm. YouTube, but behind the scenes, we are... Stephanie made the comment about the grunt test, which is a line from Donald Miller in the book, Building a Story Brand. Great, great, great read. Um, Clarify your message so your customers will listen. And I do a lot of this with my uh, with my clients. Did you do the training? No, I know you just read the book and you're like implemented for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a marketer. By any means, I mean, as far as like, I'm not going to go do someone's social media or ads or build a website or all that, but I definitely make sure in regards to like target market and right wording. Pass the grunt test. That's that's (laughs) got to, that's like, you got to dial that in to get leads, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 
No, I love um, that. Well, no, thanks for sharing your networking tips. I mean, you know, that offline networking, it's still alive. I mean, it can be, so you do a mix of both online and offline, right? Mostly through LinkedIn, but sounds like through your Instagram. And then also through like, you know, referral networks and also, you know, things like nonprofits, like chamber organizations. So that's awesome. I mean, job seekers can do that too. I often try to like encourage people to look at these advocacy groups. You could just a wealth of information. There's so many in your town. And, and small markets are better for that, actually. I mean, to be honest, um, small markets a little better for that, I think, than the bigger markets just coming from a small town and knowing both. But um, yeah. Yeah. And you really have to find like what works for you, mm-hmm. right? What works for me and my personality and how I function isn't going to be the same for someone else. Mm-hmm. And and even there are a lot of different organizations. I mean, we have the Clovis Chamber and the Fresno Chamber and the Hispanic Chamber and the Black Metro Chamber, and I'm sure there's more, um, but that's what I can think of off the top of my head. And mm-hmm. so it's really finding a place where you can belong, and then you keep showing up there. Like yeah. you keep showing your face. You can't show up one time. Um, and expect, yeah, and expect, yeah, and expect yeah. that something is going to, that a business is going to fall on your lap or that you're going to, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I will say, so in... Um, Earlier this month, so last in December, I hosted my first um, webinar on like little, it was like little tips about Instagram. And my goal from that was to start a Instagram group because what I noticed that one of the pains that I have seen in the small business space is that people want to utilize social media, but they just don't, business owners and just people in general just don't even know where to start, right? Like, and as simple as, as like, different icons. And so I'm literally, I'm doing a group now. I maxed it at six people because I, which I can, you know, someone wants to chat about it offline. I can tell them more about the goal behind the six. Um, But the big piece was that when I went out, I actually went to a couple chamber events in, in December. I actually went to, there's um, in Glenview, there is a young professionals chamber, which I was really excited that even at 41, I could still attend because it goes up to 48. I was like, yes. Um, and then we did like a business after hours, which I took my husband to like a week later and met a couple people and invited them. And so I have three people that are in my group that I had like relationships with, and then three people that joined my, my, um, my, my six week webinar from this like in-person networking, So, and that was after two times of just being able to like stand there, Hey, my name's Amy and this is what I do. And here's my story. And it's, it's awesome. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the pieces about, you know, our, our topic in, in, we're still coming up with a name. So, you know, I was kind of going into our recording, like the good, the bad, the ugly of growing your own business, um, but we talked about that strategic planning uh, a little bit. And so I want to share, I want to talk a little bit more about the process development that you, that you chatted about a little bit early, um, earlier in, in our segment, um, because I think that that's a huge piece. Did you, do you listen or did, I'm sorry, I cannot speak right this second. Did you read the book Four Disciplines of Execution? Have you read that book? Are you a no. fan of should I of of Covey? Okay, no, you should because a lot of the things that you were saying early on about process development and it, it also forms around goal planning and it's finding those pieces that are what he talks about the wildly important goal. And mm. so I use that with my clients now is like, what is that one wildly important thing that in your business that you need to do to grow, right? Mm. And so it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be tied to revenue, for example. It could be that there are some negative uh, reviews about a particular business and you want to work to change that. So what are you going to do every single day to move that, to, to your change why. that, your why, right? Like to change that lead. Yeah. Um, so all, all of that though ties into the processes because it, it is how your business then starts to function, correct? Would you say 
that I'm capturing that or I'm missing something? How would you? No, absolutely. You need to know what, um, I think the first thing to recognize is that everyone needs to figure out what their definition of success is, right? Um, And I mean, I literally had this conversation yesterday with a client. It's, what is the goal for you? Is the goal to grow a business so you can do X, Y, and Z? Or is it to like, make a million dollars because that feels good to you, right? What what is it that you want to accomplish in your business? They have to know that first because if they don't know where they're wanting to go, then they're not going to put in the work <laughs> to get them there. Do you, find that, um, do you find that your clients know that when you ask that or do they have to take some self-reflection? And So it, it usually ends up being like a homework. So. Okay you know, okay, so we've talked about this, you think this, okay, now you need to take the next week before we meet again, or mm-hmm. before the next time we meet, and dream a little bit, right? Dream about what those goals are. Um, I heard this the other day, um, someone said, um, they had, it's more of a, like a spiritual and business coach, but um, they had them close their eyes, get on a helicopter, go up, and look over their business. And what is it like, where do they see them going and where do they see issues? And I thought, wow, like I've never used that before. I, I might now, um, but just <laughs> incredible to like to help because a lot of, I mean, again, we're working, doing all of the daily work and you don't take time to see, okay, these are the, the this is where the roadblock is. Like when you look down on something, you can see this is where we're hit, we're hitting problems and now we need to go fix it. Right. Um, yourself from the business or the whatever that is, right? Yeah. 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 And and I believe that our lives are so intertwined in our business, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you have a large company, um but you have to decide, do you you know, is your goal to eventually be able to take a month off from your business and everything still run? Hey, if that's the goal, then we, you know, typically have a lot of work to do, but it's like, what processes need to be put in place? Who are the key people that you need to have around? Um, and a lot of times, most of the time, it comes down to clarity. There's just a lack of clarity mm-hmm. in people knowing what they're supposed to be doing, what the processes they're supposed to follow. There is no process. We keep winging it every time. Well, that's why there's mistakes. Like, there are, um, and really it's like, you know, again, that goal, you figure out what the goal is. Um, and then we say, um, for me, at least it's like, what's the vision for the company? Cause a lot of times they think they have one, but typically they don't mm-hmm. what's the mission of the company, right? Who are you trying to serve? What's, what are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And then the values, uh, that's like the building blocks of a business because the, and it's like the second time I've talked about values, but when you know your company values, you then with those three things, you're creating a culture in your company. Yep. And then you know the right people to hire because when you hire people that are a good fit for your culture um, or not every hire is going to be a great hire, but you want to create that value proposition for the right employees, right? Yep. Or, you know, even just for yourself, right? Um, if you're a solopreneur, right? You, because you you can decide, am I going to grow? Am I, am I going to grow in staff? Am I not? And then just developing those processes and you can do, you don't want to over-process things. That's not good, right? It's looking at what are the key components? Like you said, Amy, the key things that need to happen in my business to get me there, to move the needle, to hit my goals. Right. Those are the processes you write down. Those are the things you make sure happen daily in your business. Um, Because I think, I believe a lot of times um, we do things in our business that aren't really necessary, but at some point we were told it was necessary and then we're still doing it because that's the way we've always done it, right? It's that evaluation piece that typically is missed in, in a lot of businesses, You decide to do something, you plan, you implement, and it just continues on forever instead of saying, did this work? Did this help us reach our goal? So 
Take I mean, step. I just, we just like did a 180 and talked to them, went back. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. And I think like for all of us, for all of what we do outside of, so obviously Denise and I have this podcast, but between what Denise does with her clients, with what you do with your clients, with who, what I do with my clients, I think asking that question about success, like what is your definition of success is a really good question. And it's, it's, I'm actually just sitting here, like my, my wheels are turning, just, you know, trying to formulate how I want to go about like what I want to say next, but in Denise's, in, in Denise's world, right. Asking her coaching clients, what is their definition of success? What are they looking for out of that next role? You know, I can look at it from a perspective of, for my clients, what, you know, everybody, they, they, every, all my clients come to me, I want to be on social media. Okay. Well, what is your ultimate goal, right? What would a successful, you know, usage of social media look like for you? Because a lot of times everybody thinks that that's where they need to be, but there's six steps before that, that we haven't hit that like we need to discuss prior to utilizing social, right? Because, and then for I mean, you, you, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like a lot of that thinking work, Stephanie, and yes. Amy, what you're referring to. It's like not the easy work. It's much yep. easier, quote unquote, to like, just keep working in a restaurant, keep serving the meals, right? Keep hiring the employees when they quit. Um, you know, keep ordering the same from the same supplier, right? Even though it may not be the cheapest, but because it's what I have to do to get going and get, you know, and get the, and get, you know, in, in, yeah, revenue in and income in, right? But that thinking work, even with coaching clients too, like my coaching clients, like in, in career development, it takes time, right? Why do you want to yeah. do that? What's your goal? Like, you know, in five years, where do you see yourself? Like, um, so it's not easy, uh, but that, you know, I always tell them it pays off. It can be really productive. It feels like it's not productive, but it can be so productive. I imagine really for your businesses. Um, I mean, Stephanie, I heard you say so many great things um, during you know our time together. I heard like values. I heard like process driven um, networking. Um, you know, before we kind of wrap up and 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 conclude here our session, you know, just talking all about how you've run your business. What are three actionable steps you want to give our listeners in terms of like you know building their business? Yeah, so there are a lot, and uh, I knew this question <laughs> was coming. Um, you know, so gosh, um, I think one of the things we talked about was this idea of processes and procedures, right? Mm -hmm. The things you do over and over again, write those down, write those down, and you write them down, even if you're a solopreneur, even if you have a large business, but if you are a solopreneur, you write it down so that it can be followed, you know, each time, but there's going to come a point in time we're going to be able to delegate that if you want, right? If you're wanting to grow, whether that's an in-person assistant, a virtual assistant, whatever that looks like, then you can hand that task off to someone um, or even a social media manager like Amy, right? If she's not utilizing a specific CRM and a client has a uh, client relationship manager um, and it has like mine has social media in it, like scheduling, so if the process is written down, that can be handed off to a marketing company too. Okay, here's your login and you can, this is how this, and then they don't have to figure out how do I do this, right? It's it's easy. This is music to Amy's ears. Yeah, what tool do you use? What is your CRM? Um, maybe we just need to do another podcast because there's, so there's so much. I know, there's so much. What, what um, Stephanie, what CRM do you use? Um, it's a white labeled version of Go High Level. Go high level. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, we're going to talk off podcast. <laughs> part two, part two. <laughs> part two. Um, um, all right. So continue okay. with your with your um, actionable steps. <laughs> um, the second would be to create a system that captures leads and allows you to follow up. Yes. Capturing leads, an email list, um, a lead, you know, a lead magnet. And this is, where you, this is where you need an Amy um, to be very strategic, right? <laughs> a lead magnet that social media lead magnet, they sign up for an email list. Then you have potential clients at the top of your funnel all the time. That would be the goal um, to move people along. And when you hit their need and they're ready for you, you add a new client. Um, but you can't just, ha you can't have a haphazard 
lack of system. How did that make sense? You got to have a system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to catch up with you, right? I mean, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. You're going to come to a point where, I mean, we've all heard the fortunes and the follow-up and it's so true. You just, you, you need to be top of mind for when your um, potential client is ready for you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Music then to my ears. I think it's, yes, what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to connect with your current clients or, or customers who have purchased from you in the past, and maybe they're not currently a client. But um, one of the things I, I believe is um, the lifetime value of, of your customers is huge to what you offer as a, as a business owner. And it's like, how many times are they coming back to you to buy? Or um, if it's more of a, we've set this up and now you're good to go. Um, what does that referral system look like? Because um, a warm lead is always better than a cold lead, a warm handoff. Mm-hmm, so, sure. um, yeah. So find, find ways to connect with previous customers, clients, um, and continue to add value because when they're ready for you again, they're going to come back. So um yeah, those would be three things. And then kind of going back to that mind work. Um, uh, the one thinking the things, work, like Denise likes to, that's her coin, that's her coin phrase. Is it? Right I, copyright. I, I don't know. Is that is thinking work? With, it's mailbox, it's, mailbox and like my candidates. Big <laughs> you know, when we, we had an episode in our first season called the dangling carrot and both of us were like, oh my God, like that is like genius. And then we Googled <laughs> and it's like literally a thing. And we we're like, what? <laughs> That so, would be ju- yeah, we judge. That's just like us to think we create it, but it's literally a you know, well-known term on Google. But anyway, <laughs> lots of pictures in Canva as I was trying to, you know, put something together. Dangling, I'm like, oh my god, this is a thing. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, and I mean, but Stephanie, going back to your last point about like Sorry. you know the follow-up with your existing clients, like that. I think to me, I hear relationships with that, right? Those just yeah. keeping up, keeping yeah. your net, your relationships warm, and you know, AKA networking. But like you know, that's just you know, all about keeping that value. But like you know, also just being top of mind. So yeah, well, thank you. And Those are great. Hold on, I, have, I have one more. And oh, one, okay. oh, oh, okay. a bonus, bonus, bonus. 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 I think, how many of us in life just, I mean, life, business, whatever, right? We get frustrated, we get down, we hit roads, right? The the road in this life, there are highs and there are lows. And um, I, I believe that when we identify our why, mm-hmm. it helps us to stay the course. Yep. And I think we always have two whys when we're doing something. Oh. We have our selfish why and our altruistic why. And when we can identify what both of those are, and hey, again, it's okay to be selfish, right? Um, Like in business, if you, like for me, my selfish why is I wanted to set my own schedule. I wanted to do something that was fulfilling. um, And I wanted to be able to make the income I wanted to make, right? There's a ceiling in a, a, when you have a traditional job, which is totally fine, right? Everyone's got to lean into what works for them. Um, but then my altruistic why is I genuinely love helping people because we don't know what we don't know until we know it. Right. And so for me, business wise, when it gets hard and I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Go find a job. I remember, right. I go back to my why's. I have them written down and I revisit that. And I say, is this why still strong enough for me to keep doing what I'm doing? If the answer is yes, keep doing it. And if the answer is no, I ask why and tweak it. And I think that applies to everything, right? Everything we do in life, um, you can have both of those. So there's your bonus. There's your hey, bonus. We like it. We it's like also your therapy session week. for the week. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> we also are talk therapists. Um, oh my gosh. That was that, really good. I'm telling yeah, you, my, you, my wheels are 
spinning in my head. Um, okay, so I feel like we need to like set a part two. I don't know. There's so there's so much, guys. There's so much, so much. But we um want to thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for meeting us at our mailbox and listening in um our our listeners on another episode. And um again, our guest, Stephanie German, mother of three, best-selling author, professor, executive strategist, and owner of German Business Consulting. It was so fun for Denise and I to connect with such a dynamic author and business owner um, and local Fresniite. Is that is that what you call yourself? <laughs> no idea. Sure. We're going to coin that. Yeah. All right. No, we say Fres, yes, when you want to come. <laughs> uh, it's a good marketing campaign back in the 80s. There you go. Where can our listeners find you, Stephanie? Yeah. Um, so I try to make it super easy. Um, StephanieGerman.com. Um, on social media, it's LinkedIn backslash Stephanie German. Same with Instagram um, and Facebook. So you can find all three business pages just backslash or forward slash. I don't know. What a slash, a slash with Stephanie German at the end. So thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very fun. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. But don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list. We promise we'll, we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too for the show at midlife at the mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at Amy L. Alex 28 and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, we're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review. So more awesome listeners like you can discover midlife at the mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox. Bye.